0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is John Biedenstein. John is with Correct Capital Advisors. He knows everything about 401ks and what changes in that world can impact employers and what can be either for the good or for the bad. So, John, thanks for being here today.
1: Thanks, Len. Thanks for the opportunity to work with you again.
0: And I understand that there have been some changes. We're in Missouri. We're AGC in Missouri. I understand there have been some changes just east of us in Illinois that do have some impact on employers. So what are those changes in in that world? So recently,
1: it was actually a couple years ago, but they're impacted today. The state of Illinois passed a what they call the Illinois Secure Choice, and it was a program that required employers to have a retirement plan if they have. Right now, the provision is if you have more than 16 employees, you have to have a plan in place. If not, they require that you put you in a state-mandated plan. And
0: this is a state legislation? That is correct. Okay. So right now, if I'm in Illinois, I have 17 employees If I don't have my own plan, they have to go into the state plan. That's correct. Okay. So what's the change?
1: So the change is that as of November 1st, the number is 16 or more. As of November 1st in 2023, it goes down to the number of five. So it's gonna. They're basically following the state of California that they've implemented this a number of years ago, but they're forcing employers to make sure that you have a plan in place, and they're also putting a, a process in place where they can track you to determine whether you have it in place, and if not, there's a severe penalty in regards if it if there isn't.
0: And I would imagine, if you do the statistics, there are quite a few employers between. Five employees and 16 employees. Yeah,
1: Len, you're right, Len. If you look at the, the, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but you know, this is the group that typically don't offer a workplace retirement plan for their employees.
0: These Uh, are small companies. These
1: are small companies. And the thing to think about is that the typical example with contractors is you have 10, 15, 16, 20 people in the just say management group or the corporate office. And then you have carpenters.
0: You have folks who are in the collective bargaining world.
1: Correct. And you don't have a plan for that management group. But you do, you know, again, the collectively bargained people are covered. So it's really forcing employers to have something in place for those management teams.
0: So if I don't have something in place, the state is going to come down and what are they, what's the state going to make me do? So as of November 1st,
1: 2022, if you don't have a plan in place, the state is going to initiate a fine of $250 per employee for not having a plan in place. So if if you have 16 employees, you can be paying a $4,000 penalty.
0: A month? Uh, it's an annual fee. It's an annual fee. So I basically, the state is going to stick their nose into my wallet and impose that fine on me. If I have ten employees that's gonna be twenty five hundred bucks a year that I'm gonna pay the state.
1: That's correct. And the other thing to consider is that, you know, just like anything else, you set up these rules and they're hard to monitor. Our understanding is that lately states are now employing where you've got folks in the division of unemployment that are getting information from the contractor and asking questions, do you have a retirement plan in place? And they're using that as a filter to determine, okay, Do we have people that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing? Well,
0: and I would think it's not just the fine on the employer, but all of a sudden my employees are going to be forced into a state retirement plan.
1: That is correct. What we've seen is these state retirement plans, and as I said before, Illinois is kind of following what California did. So they basically established a plan where an employee can make a contribution, a Roth IRA contribution, which in 2022, if you're, is limited to six or $7,000, there's no employer contribution, there's no rollover into the fund, it's very limited in regards to the investment option, this and that, versus a full-blown 401k plan, or in the case of AGC of Missouri, we have the MEP, that we provide to contractors. You know, there the employer contribution, the the company can make a contribution to the plan and the employee has the may has the ability of making pre-tax, Roth contributions up to $27,000 a year or they can make and they can make rollover contributions from previous employers or IRAs or those type of things. So it's a much more flexible in product that you have control over versus, you know, something that you're forced to enter via a state arrangement.
0: I would also guess that if I'm forced to enter into a state plan that all the state retirement provisions go along with that. I know a lot of the state agencies have a certain formula that they use of when you're qualified to retire and those are often a lot different than what you will see in a private plan.
1: You are absolutely correct. We have done a little bit of research on it, so I'm sure there's going to be stickier provisions that you know, don't give you the flexibility to move that money and handle it like you did with, you would with any other account. It is a Roth contribution account, so if you can roll it over, it would have to go to a Roth IRA, and you know, those Roth IRAs have the provisions of, you know, you, they really have to be in place for about a five-year period, or you run into a situation where you've gotta pay taxes on the money if you do a withdrawal.
0: And I would think the employer sort of loses control of things like years of service, retirement dates, all those sort of things all of a sudden are out of my control and those are being governed by the state plan. That's correct.
1: For example, the eligibility criteria for the state plan is over age 18 and then 60 days of employment. And there's very few exclusions in regards to who is pushed into the state mandate plan versus the AGC of Missouri map that we have in place. You know, we don't have an age requirement. We let people enter the plan after two months of service and then we, like any 401k plan, we'll exclude collectively bargained people, we'll exclude non-resident aliens, we'll exclude leased employees. So the employer has better control over you're putting this plan in place and allowing the people that you want to benefit from it, not where the state's telling you who has to.
0: So I need to take steps as an employer, unless I'm in love with the state of Illinois pension plan. And I really want my employees to participate in that, my option right now is to get a private plan in place relatively quickly. That is correct. Is but, there a timeline on when I need to have something in place to avoid this mandate or what's the timeline on this whole thing?
1: Again, the new number 16 criteria, number 16 employees criteria goes into place as of November 1st. So you want to have a, a, a plan in place. Our You know, a 401k or a, you know, participating in the MAP is a great alternative for us to consider. And you want to do that sooner than later. What we found is that the state is, again, as I mentioned earlier, they kind of very loosely monitoring who's doing what with this stuff now. And as they get further along, you don't want to be caught with not having in place. You'd probably want to do it up front, even if you haven't yet. Uh, but do it up front and and plan accordingly. And the other thing, Len, is for those smaller groups where you're, you know, 5 to 15 employees, they're going to be forced to do it in 2023. Like anything else, you want to plan ahead, make sure you understand your options, and do the right thing for your employees and for the business, not solely, you know, following some state rules and regulations.
0: So you mentioned the acronym MEP about five times. (laughs) Why don't you talk about what MEP means and what a map is and why I would want to choose that rather than the state of Illinois.
1: Great question, Len, and you caught me. I should have explained this earlier. The MEP is a multiple employer plan, and Correct Capital has the honor of working with AGC to help you manage the AGC of Missouri 401k, which is a multiple employer plan or MEP. So we've set up this 401k plan. We we basically set up all the provisions for the plan for you. We have three contractors today with multiple entities, and we have a new one that's coming on board in January where the plan sponsor, those companies have basically said, we want to put a plan in place, but we want AGC of Missouri to kind of run it for us. So we basically set up a program, Securian is our investment provider and our record keeper for the product, and basically we run all of the mechanics of the 401k plan for you so the contractor doesn't have to worry about
0: an annual audit,
1: an annual audit for one thing, or all the compliance work that's necessary in regards to maintaining a retirement plan, which just like these state mandates, seems to change all the time and seems to get more and more complicated.
0: It's a plug-and-play program, but it's a privately run program as opposed to allowing the government to take over the control of my employees' retirement plan. That's correct.
1: And candidly, the AGC of Missouri Multiple Employer Plan is set up so that as greater number of employers participate in it, the fees of the program go down. So for example, it's a very minimal fee. There's a $700 for the first year to set up a plan that includes $200 which is the paperwork to establish the plan and then a $500 annual fee that's paid. That's the only cost that the employer has in establishing the a plan under the MAP. All other fees are, are paid by the participants, but yet we monitor those costs so they're very reasonable. And you also run into situations, for example, in the state of California, one of the disadvantages of that plan is the high administrative fees with the program. And Illinois has, a again, a higher administrative fee than what we can do and what we offer for the MEP. So it's a great alternative for contractors. If you're forced to do something, The map or establishing a single employer plan are certainly what you want to consider to do. And who do you think they can contact to kind of go through that process with them?
0: I would bet it's somebody named John Biedenstein, isn't it? At Correct Capital. We would be glad. We do a no cost review to help people determine or
1: to help contractors determine what's the best thing for them. And then, you know, we can assist you with the process and. Go about the next challenge.
0: Let me go back to this Illinois situation. If I have a headquarters based in Illinois, that counts for all. That, that if And I'm in that under-16 range, between 5 and 16 range. Even if some of those people are working out of a Missouri office, they count towards that. Is this requirement based on where my home office is, where my employees are, where a branch office is, how does that play into this whole thing?
1: That's a great question. My understanding, it's based on where the home office is situated. So if your corporate domicile is the state of Illinois, those rules and regulations are going to apply.
0: No matter where those people are working. That's correct. Okay. Now, you mentioned the map and the idea of getting folks aggregated and the admin fees. Those admin fees basically end up in more of the dollars that your employees contribute remaining in their account, as opposed to going to the state of Illinois.
1: That is correct, Len. So again, we push to make the cost in regards to the MEP to be very reasonable. AGC of Missouri has a structured arrangement with both Correct Capital and Securian that as the asset levels grow within the plan, the administrative fees and the advisor fees lessen. And we're always looking at changes in regards to the investment choices. You know, the investment choices we're using, a low cost, there is a cost, there is investment management cost, but there are investment, institutional investments that do not have additional fees, commissions. Subtransfer agency fees, all the fees that might be hidden with a 401k plan, we don't have them within the investment choices within the multiple employer plan.
0: So, what number do I call or what email address do I use to get a hold of you if I want to avoid getting wrapped into the Illinois plan?
1: Again, John Biedenstein. My number is 314 930 4015 or 401k. Can't be an easier number to and I can be reached by email at John at correctcap.com.
0: Now all my listeners are going to kill me if I don't ask you how long is it going to be till the market recovers, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well then that's a that's another great question. I will tell you, both of us being probably uh, having invested in the markets for a period of time, we know that one of the things markets do not like is uncertainty. And we have current uncertainty that hopefully will be resolved in the first week of November when the upcoming elections are over. So that's going to help us to determine when we can get back on course to being a growth investor versus the, uh, the high inflation and declining markets that we're seeing right now.
0: And certainly what's going on with the Fed with interest rates is having an impact. It's, it's definitely having an impact. I will tell
1: you the high inflation rate situation and the market conditions. You know, the Biden administration has now been in place for two years. And uh, going back into the 40s, there's a historical study saying that a new president coming into office, their second and third quarters of their second year in office are typically the worst two market quarters of the entire four year term of that president. Luckily, as of September 30th, we just passed that threshold. So we hope to see that industry trends continue, and again, we see a bump up after the midterm elections occur. Hopefully, into next, later this year and into next year, we start getting back onto course, uh, a more positive market activity.
0: So now is the time for me to reach out to you, start a private plan that avoids any current or future government mandates, and be ready to take care of my employees and take care of my company in a cost-effective way. That's correct.
1: So it's, a, again, John Biedenstein at correctcapital.com, 314-930-401K. Be glad to help you. It's a great time to get in, in involved in, again, taking control of the situation. The multiple employer plan also allows us flexibility. It's, you know, again, a state mandate doesn't provide you flexibility, but we have the flexibility of you can make a discretionary profit sharing, you can make a discretionary employer matching contribution. Again, it's just a, it's night and day compared to an employer mandate.
0: One final clarification is that getting involved in the AGC multi-employer pension plan doesn't mean i'm buying a cookie cutter plan i still have the capacity to design my plan the way i want to this is just a shared admin overhead but i still have the ability to tailor the plan to my company that's correct glenn
1: we actually have two vehicles right now we have a the agc of missouri plan and we also have a safe harbor plan so we do have the ability of tailoring, you know, which is the best one to put you in to make sure it's it's the right thing. And we also, I mean, I met, didn't mention this previously, but with the map we provide what's called a 316. It's basically an administrative sign off and help. So a lot of the administrative burdens that employers have to deal with. Securian deals with all of that for us and they sign off and make sure it's done so there's no audit requirements later that you know the employer has to come back and do certain things or all that to, it's it's really where the industry has moved to to not only increase participants' experience to be positive it's also lessens the experience where you see employers getting you know lawsuits because they didn't do this right or didn't do that right a 316 kind of lessons at the risk
0: a lot of construction is about risk management this is one way to take some risk out of my portfolio it's absolutely and again it's
1: you know you got business owners contractors that are very successful running the business very successful building bridges roads and all kinds of things and You know, we work with a lot of them today you know, they rely upon us to be the experts to manage that retirement plan. And it, it is a way that you can focus on your business, focus on what makes you successful, focus on what you love to do and leverage on somebody else who, you know, this is what we do to help you to run the plan.
0: John, thank you very much. Thanks for your help. And thanks for the information today. Thanks, Len. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcastAGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.